Hello guys, here's Justyna, live chat content writer and this is Business Sidekick. My today's guest is Sanchar Shahin, the director of marketing at Typeform and we're talking about the science of gaining feedback from customers. Gaining feedback is incredibly important in keeping conversion rate high, that's for sure, but it makes your customers feel they're important for you and turns them into loyal customers. So, what are the most important questions you should ask your customers? Should you also talk with your employees? How to create a communication strategy? How to make relationship with a customer more personal? Listen to this interview and you'll get to know. Business Sidekick. Thanks a lot for accepting my invitation. It's a great pleasure to have you in Business Sidekick. Hi there, thanks for thanks for having me. All right, so can you please tell me something about yourself and your role in Typeform? Sure. So um, about myself, uh, I live I live in Barcelona, sunny Barcelona. So we've got the beach right next door. So uh, I like to spend as much time as possible outside. Uh, I've got my old dog, thirteen year old dog. Um, so I like to take her for walks. It takes me about three or four hours to do what should take about ten minutes. Uh, so that's a great way to spend my time. That's cute. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I like her. I like her. Um, Yeah, and so I'm the director of marketing at, uh, at Typeform. Typeform is a, is a platform for building a variety of uh, different use cases. Um, so think anything where you need to ask people for information uh, and they need, to, they need to submit that information back to you. So think of use cases such as contact forms, uh, landing pages, surveys, feedback forms, quizzes, uh, even payment pages, for example. Anything where you're asking a question and somebody's uh, responding to you online. The difference is with uh, Typeform compared to some other platforms is that we, what we're doing is mixing the human-centered uh, approach uh, and the conversational approach of, let's say, uh, email and chat platforms um, with the data structuring capabilities of a standard web form. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just to give you an example, If you wanted to ask a thousand people, um, you know what they. Well, let's say you want to ask a thousand people where they want to go for lunch tomorrow, which restaurant they want to go to. What you could do is take to email or you know WhatsApp or Messenger or something like that. You could send that um, message to to a thousand people and say, "Hey guys, um, we're going to go for lunch tomorrow. Where should we go? Which restaurant should we go to?" You can be yourself, you can be very personal, you can be very conversational, um, you know, you speak in your own tone, in your own language, uh, but the problem comes when you get the information back. You know, if a thousand people are sending you, uh, you know, their different suggestions for a restaurant to go to tomorrow, it's going to be very hard to um, to structure and analyze that information and make a decision on where to go. So, you know, as businesses, the scale, we we've kind of been pushed into using web forms, Uh, to to gather this type of information. The problem is what we've done is we've compromised a lot on our conversational uh, human-centered approach. So we we stop talking to people like human beings. Um, so what we're doing at Typeform is trying to mix those two, uh, two extremes. Uh, the ability to structure the information you receive back and also the ability to remain conversational with your audience. Mm-hmm. It sounds really interesting. And Typeform is something much more than just surveys. And that, that's what you mentioned before. And um, I was wondering, what are uh, use cases? You've mentioned a couple of them. And can you, can you 
describe them? You know, a lot of people do believe that we're we're essentially a survey platform, uh, and that, you know that's fine. A, a survey is a good is a good use case. Um, it's you you can definitely create that with Typeform and you know be much more conversational and actually get better and more um, information back from your audience. So it's definitely a great use case. Um, but it's def- it's by no means um, the only thing you can do with with Typeform. So think of any um, digital situation where you need to ask uh, people questions, and that doesn't just have to be customers. It could be your employees, for example. So uh, we actually, you know, we use, uh, no, not surprisingly, we use Typeform a lot um, in Typeform. Uh, we're always sending Typeforms out to our employees, to our customers, to our blog readers, whoever it might be, to ask them questions. So to give you a couple of examples, uh, once a quarter, we send out a 360-degree uh, feedback um, Typeform to our employees to get information and feedback from, from our peers uh, about how we're progressing in work. We send out engagement surveys to, to our employees uh, once a quarter as well to understand if people are happy at work, you know, if we're giving them the right resources, the right support to to do well in their jobs. Um, we Something we do a lot is we send an NPS uh, survey, so a Net Promoter Score survey to our customers. I think um, we send it 20 days after you've, uh, you've been um, a pro user. So you've had a chance to to experience the product and you know um, really understand if it's if it's the right thing for you. Uh, and we send out that survey and we basically ask you know hey would you recommend this to to your to your colleagues or to your peers? Um, and just that one question is extremely powerful. And with the information you get back from that can can help you make big decisions, uh, big organizational decisions. Um, but you know you can do you can create a quiz. A lot of people are creating quizzes. Um, with Typeform. Trello had this uh, great um, example. We wrote about it on the blog, actually. Um, they created a quiz for their employees, uh, and the prize was uh, a big holiday retreat, a big mansion um, on the beach somewhere for their... Oh, my for gosh. The, for the winners to stay in, yeah. Uh, that, that was a nice example. I think we should do something similar at Typeform. I mean, I recommend that your your listeners check out the, uh, the blog post, but in the case of Trello... Um, they were organizing a company uh, retreat. So I think they were taking the whole company out to to somewhere, I think in Florida, um, to get the whole company together to, you know, to make sure everyone's getting to know each other and, you know, everyone's aligned with the company vision, etc. Um, but they were putting everybody up in, you know, relatively standard hotel rooms. But they had this one... Uh, mansion that they could offer out to a few kind of um, lucky winners <laughs> exactly and you know I think they had the dilemma of you know should we give this to management should we give this to star employees or should we give our employees the chance to actually engage with a fun experience uh, in this case a quiz um, and then you know kind of give it away as a prize so oh, that yeah. you know we're not just saying this is for this particular type of uh, uh, employee so no I think it was just a fun way to to engage with their employees, but I think that's the key. The key word here: engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, this is why businesses should be asking questions. Mm-hmm. They should be asking their employees questions and their customers questions uh, a lot. You know, they they should keep that conversation going with with everybody they deal with on a daily basis. Because yeah, that's how we learn. That's how, exactly. That's how we and yeah, speaking about questions, 
uh, are there any um, the most important questions that uh, business owners or companies should ask their employees? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not sure, you know, it would be right for me to say what the correct questions are to, to ask. And for I, example, based on your experience. Yeah, I think, I think the main thing you have to do is you have to really think about what information is going to help you um, make changes and then only ask questions based on receiving that information. So I think um, a big mistake that I see people make is, you know, they, they feel like they should be sending out a uh, employee engagement survey, for example. But then they don't really understand why they're doing it or what they um, plan to do with the information once they, once they have it. So I think the key is to really, um, you know, really um, ask yourself, what is it we want to do with this information? If we receive this particular type of feedback, uh, are we ready to receive that feedback? Um, you know, if we get negative feedback, for example, are we going to are we going to do something about it? So I think you have to be answer, asking questions um, that really help you take action. What those questions are depends on your on your organization. But I can tell you that some of you know the most useful questions that we ask um, internally are you know questions about. Um, our organizational structure and do people understand our company vision? You know, do they, do they understand the bigger picture? Uh, and actually recently, you know, we found out that we had a few issues with um, company alignment. So from sending out this survey, you know, we realized that everybody was very happy, um, you know, with the office, the perks, um, their colleagues, uh, the product, you know, everybody is very happy on, on the surface of things. But what we realized was we had a pretty big issue with alignment and, you know, people understanding our greater purpose, why we're here, um, you know, what we're trying to achieve as a, as a company and a brand. Um, so the answers from that survey actually helped us um, think of some very clear actions to resolve that. And in our case, we, we organized a big two-day alignment event. We, we uh, got everybody together to really communicate well, um, you know, what our mission is, what our vision is. Uh, and since then, actually, you know, things have improved a lot. But it is a continuous um, uh, process. You know, it's never a one-off, a one-off thing. Mm -hmm. All right. And speaking about questions, that was really important what you said, that you should have in mind what you want to achieve with, with your survey. I know that there is no answer to this question, but what are the best questions we should ask our customers? Or what is the most important knowledge we have to gain from our customers? I like how you said there is no answer to this question because that it makes it easier for me not to answer it. Oh, but um, you have to. You have to anyway. <laughs> okay, I see. That's an that's a interesting situation you put me in. <laughs> yeah, I, ju yeah. I just believe that there, is, uh, there are so many important things that we should know about our customers. So this mm. is what I'm talking about. Definitely. I think um, it depends what, at what stage uh, they are. Um, you know, into your product, um, you know, that really depends on the questions you ask. So, for example, um, you could ask, you know, a kind of market research, you could send out some market research-based questions before you launch a product or a feature. So, you can, you can ask people questions like, you know, do you have a need for this feature or product? Um, you know, what are your main pain points uh, at the moment? 
around this area. Um, you know, what are you missing in your day-to-day? You can ask questions like this to really understand if you should be creating a particular feature or a particular product, for example, in the case of launching a company or a product. Um, and then, you know, once they're, once they're on board and, you know, they're part of your product, you need to start asking them questions like, um, are, are, we, are we meeting your expectations? You know, when you, you know, you signed up for this particular product for a reason, um, have we managed to meet those expectations? Have you found the information you're looking for? Have you managed to resolve some of your pain points with our product? Um, you know, do you think we're good value for money? Uh, do you think there's, there's something we could do to improve uh, what we're offering you? And then, you know, you can go all the way up to uh, having really loyal customers who stick around, uh, you know, for a long time. And it's very important not to just get complacent and think, okay, these customers are with us now. There's no need to have an open dialogue with them. You know, you should keep asking them questions and make sure that you're getting as much feedback from them as possible and understanding why um, they've decided to stick around with you. It's very, very important. It's a big mistake to to only ask questions to uh, dissatisfied customers. You know, we should be talking a lot to dissatisfied customers as well to understand... um, what it is we're doing well um, to be able to continue doing that and to to build on that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that really answers your question. Oh, your, it your does. Possible question. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> it does. And I'm wondering um, if we should ask them open questions from other side. I don't think we shouldn't ask them <laughs> open questions, but I, I I think it's really difficult to gather feedback from customers that that have open questions because every person will probably say something slightly different. Yeah, uh, good question. I mean, the diff- you know, open and closed questions, um, again, I think it depends on your objectives and your own expectations for what you plan to do with that information. So if you're only looking to, you know, to produce a number from uh you know and plot a number on a chart with the information that you receive from a, a feedback survey for example um then you know you have to be asking closed questions and you have to give people multiple choice and things like this so you can aggregate that data and plot it on a chart and uh you know understand trends i think closed questions are great for for trends um but but look i think if you have the opportunity to ask open questions then I would say do it because some of the best information comes from those open questions. And yes, it involves a, a bit more work. It involves reading through those um, those responses. But what you're getting back is um, is a response in, in somebody's own words, which is invaluable, really. You can't, you know, you can't, uh, you can't, well, you can buy that stuff, actually, but, mm-hmm. but um, you need to, You know, I think you need to give some room uh, to to listen and read to the, uh, read those answers because it's it can be really invaluable. Mm-hmm. And speaking about about buying, I've heard that it's a really bad practice to encourage your customers to fill the mm-hmm. form uh, and give them a gift. Uh, to give them a gift um, in exchange for filling in a form. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, this is um, this is one way to get people to do it. What I, what I would say is, you know, you have to ask yourself why why don't people want to fill in this form or this survey? Um, you know, why do I have to give them a, an Amazon voucher or a Starbucks coupon or something to to convince them to fill in this survey? And also, if I do give them some kind of uh, reward, 
uh, how does that affect the quality of the information they're giving me? Because if somebody says to me, hey, fill in this 15-minute survey and I'll give you a $50 Amazon voucher, what am I going to do? I'm just going to go through and I'm going to click the first answer that I see uh, you know, on every, on every question just so I can get to the end and I can get my $50 Amazon voucher. Um, so this is kind of where I think Typeform can also help because what we're trying to encourage is you know, don't just create a, a form, a survey, or whatever it might be that you have to force people to um, fill in. You know, create a, a conversation where people actually want to engage with you. And I think conversation is the key. The more conversational you are, uh, the more people will feel closer to you and the more likely they are to want to give you information. And, and this is what we find, that you know, when you can be conversational both in the way that you write and in the way you present the questions. So, for example, type forms only give you one question at a time, like a real conversation. Um, people are much more likely to engage and, and want to fill in the form. So I would say, you know, really uh, think about why you're having to force or persuade people to fill in uh, a particular form, survey, quiz, or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. That's that's really important question, you know. And I've seen that on your website. You call type from a beautiful way to interact with humans, and yeah, and uh, I see that your mission is bringing personalized customer experience to life. But seriously, it sounds uh, really weird to me that we can be personal in in you know in forms, in surveys, uh, like questioning. You said that yeah. yeah, one of of things that make it more personal is asking one question at a time. That, are there any good practices? There are a few, you know, practical tips that I could give. Um, you know, I don't think anything I would say here is that unique. But, um, you know, when you're asking people questions, keep it short, keep it relevant. Uh, you know, try and uh, ask questions in different ways each time. There's, there's In the survey world, there's something called uh, respondent fatigue, which is basically where, um, you know, people get so bored with the the process of filling in the survey that they just they just give I know up, it. they just drop off. I know, know it. I, I'm always bored. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this is something we're all familiar with. I mean, we've all filled in a, a form, a survey, or something at some point in our lives, I'm sure, and we've all experienced that that kind of dread of having to do it. Um, so this is why you know we need to get back to just having conversations with people, and there's no reason why our digital interactions have to be like a, you know, boring standard paper form, you know, there's no reason why we can't um, speak to people like human beings. If you think of the evolution of um, websites, uh, you know, when, when the internet first uh, came around, you know, what was it? Uh, no, like 100 years ago, right? <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, when the internet, you know, first came around and websites first went up, what, what did they look like? They looked like They just looked like um, PDFs, essentially. They were like paper, digital versions of something on paper. Uh, but then it evolved, you know. We, we um, developed new coding languages, uh, new formats, uh, new design principles, um, you know. And then we started adding uh, different layers to websites, and we got interactive um, elements. And now, you know... Websites are, are insane, you know, you can have highly interactive experiences uh, on a website. But with forms, the same evolution process didn't happen. For some reason, we just accepted that uh, forms 
in digital format are just what they look like on paper but on a screen and you know i don't think that's good enough to to accept that you know we should we should allow that to evolve as well especially as you know it's a key interaction interaction that we have with our customers our audience our employees whoever it might be um so you know it's it's only fair that we treat people like human beings when asking them for information Mm-hmm. And uh, since I'm a content writer, so I was I was thinking about the the way the questions are written, and I very often come across questions like, uh, "What could our company do to serve you better?" or something equally boring. And I, yeah, I think that the best way to ask questions is to ask, for example, uh, tell me about your favorite experience uh, you've had with us or uh, what is the one thing none of your vendors uh, do that you wish they would, right? Because it, that's, that, that's something much more personal than, than just asking questions about your boring company, right? No, exactly. I mean, you've hit the nail on the head. Is uh, you know, if you think of questions that are more personal, um, then you're gonna you're gonna engage more with your with your customers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the first the the question that you the standard question you you mentioned that you see on every single form that you fill in about a company. Um, you have to think to yourself. You know, would I say this in real life if I was uh, the owner of a small. Uh, you know, mom and pa style shop where I have 10 customers a day, you know, selling fruit, fruit and veg or something. And I actually talk to those customers on a daily basis. Would I talk to them like that? Would I, would I use those, those words? Would I have that level of formality? Oh my um, God. <laughs> if the answer is no, then why would you do it in a, in a digital form? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a very good clue. And you, you also mentioned that such interactions shouldn't be a one one go interactions how to how to make it a a part of you know a customer seri- service or awesome customer experience strategy mm. yeah well i think there's um there's many ways and it's something that does have to be consciously thought about because it's very easy to to build a product uh, and to focus solely on you know acquisition and getting customers into the funnel getting them converted etc and then you know giving them the standard report, or the help center, or whatever they need, and, and forgetting about them. It's very important to find uh, ways to to keep that conversation going uh, and find ways to ask people questions at the right time uh, and then to action the information that you, you get from that. So, you know, it could be anything as simple as, like I said earlier, we send a um, an NPS survey uh, email 20 days after being a, a pro user of of Typeform. And this is something that is standard, you know, and it goes out at that point uh, for every every pro customer. Um, but then you can set up periodic, um, you know, uh, questions that you ask people. You might want to ask for feedback uh, at the end of your blog articles, you know, uh, saying, hey, like, was this article useful? Like, tell us what else we can be writing about that's going to be useful for you. Um, you could engage with people on social media. You can do We do a lot of um, quizzes on social media actually built with Typeform. Um, so we, just silly things really. We did one recently called the impossible quiz, uh, which which is pretty impossible. I, I challenge your, your listeners to, uh, to try it out. I'm dying to hear about it. <laughs> Check it out. It's on, the, it's on our Twitter page. Um, 
it's uh, maybe it's only impossible for me because I'm not that intelligent. But uh, it's um, what, I'm, what I'm saying is you should find you know as many ways as possible to engage with your audience and don't uh, annoy people. You know, if, you know, you have to listen to people. If people say that you're asking me too many questions or I'm not ready to answer this question right now. Uh, you have to listen to that and you have to adjust your strategy based on that. Mm-hmm. Once again, I always go back to saying, think of it like a real conversation. Or, um, you know, uh, one of our writers, um, Paul, he's always comparing, um, he's always comparing these, these conversations to, uh, to dates, the dating world. You know, you don't, you don't uh, go on a first date and, um, you know, as soon as you meet someone, say name age sex you know you, you don't say that you you have a conversation with people you start with a bit of small talk <laughs> you, you get to know them gradually oh my uh, gosh <laughs> hilarious maybe, say, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's not the best analogy but um i, I think it works you know it you is have to, it is you have to take your time uh with people uh you have to engage with them you have to gain their trust Because at the end of the day, you're sending them these questions because you want information. So it's a benefit for you. If you want that information, then you have to give people the time and respect that they need uh, as humans um, to to want to give you that information. And I think it's as simple as that, really. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I was I was supposed to ask you, you know, uh, to share the final tips or words of encouragement, but you already did. And I, All right. yeah, the, the date metaphor is absolutely brilliant. So yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> And uh, thank you very much for being my guest. It was fun. <laughs> thank you. I, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having us. And uh, keep up the good work. I'm enjoying your podcast. Woohoo! Thanks. Business sidekick. All right, that's all for today. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, then you probably didn't see awesome graphics that Julia, our graphic designer, creates for every episode. That's outrageous. That's why you should visit our website, livechatting.com slash podcast. And here's one of those cheesy quotes. So this episode is a little bit more spiritual. Remember, feedback is the breakfast of champions. Thanks a lot for listening and bye-bye. This podcast was brought to you by Lifetime. Lifetime. Lifetime.